Good Monday afternoon to you, family. This is Chris. You're listening to Encouraging History, the podcast. I hope this message finds you doing well. Join us today as we're talking about beloved. What does that mean in our everyday life? What does that mean in scripture? How is it applicable? And we're going to talk about it today. Let's go to God for a word of prayer. Shall we? Gracious God, we thank you for this opportunity to be before you. We thank you that you're the God that affirms and approves of each and every one of us. You love us because you love us. Your love is greater than the power of the grave. Your love is greater than the mountains that we face. Your love is so good, so wonderful, so awesome that it comes in the valley and meets us. It meets us in the pit and lifts us up. That's why the elders were saying, love lifted me because your love lifts. You're just an amazing and wonderful God. You say that we're your friend. You say that we are overcomers and more than conquerors. Today, we remind and stir ourselves up in the, the knowledge of who you say that we are and not only stir ourselves and remember, we write it down, we declare it, and we move in it. We also want to take a moment in this space to lift up those that are going through bereavement right now. Maybe it's bereavement of a loved one or just grief during the seasons. We lift their names up. And the names specifically that come to my heart and in mind are Barbara Reed Howard and her family, uh, Alexandria Hill, Christy Chandler, as well as uh, Jack, uh, the family of Jack Rainey, Karen Rainey and her family. We lift up the families that have lost children during this season. We lift up those that are looking for work this season. We just lift up everything that is on our heart and spirit, even the things that we aren't saying that that are needs. We lift up them before you because we know you're the God that hears us. You're the God that sees us. Help us, oh God, be uh, an answer to people. If we can provide a solution, we can provide aid, we can provide help. If all it is to sit is, is to sit in silence, help us do that for all that we need to be kindness, to be grace, to be mercy, to be faith, to be goodness, to all that we need to continue to grow in the knowledge of who you are and knowing you and sitting in your presence and just taking time to allow you to reveal all that you would have us to know. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So I told you today we're going to talk about belovedness or what it means to be beloved. And it's a concept I've been thinking about for a while. I'm going to my notes. Henry Nguyen, I don't know if you've ever read Henry Nguyen. He's a Dutch Catholic priest. And he uh, some books that I've read about from him are Wounded Healer. It's a really good book. But today we're talking about his writings in the book, Life of the Beloved. And he states in his book that from the moment we claim the truth of being the beloved, we are faced with the call to become who we are and that belovedness is the very core of who we are. And we're called to live every day more deeply into belovedness. Now, what does that mean? How is it applicable to daily life? You know, I believe that when we say belovedness, it means it's our identity. Identity means the fact of being who or what a thing is. Think about it this way. What is true in the natural is also true in the spirit. In the natural, I am a spouse, a son, a sibling, a nephew, a cousin. In my daily work, I'm an associate professor, an academic librarian, author, doctoral student. In ministry, I'm a teacher, a ministry leader. Multiply identities, one persona. And just like I have been, so do you. Abba says that we're 
we're a friend, we're a bond servant, we're a steward. You know, all of these are an identity and we are the beloved is an identity as well. Think about it this way. I am not what I do. I am not what I have. I am not what people say about me. I am the beloved of God. It's who I am. It's also important to note that we are not beloved because of any special thing. It's not anything that we perform to be. We are beloved because that's what Abba says. I also believe that it is true is that our identity is formed by what we believe about ourselves. That's why I think all the time we need to think about what it is that we believe and is it true in order to truly grasp. Hang on, I got to book my notes. Let's go back. I'm not beloved because of any special thing I did. Like I was saying, belovedness is not about performance. It's something that we are because Abba says so. Embracing the truth of our belovedness is not flowery or feel-good gesture. It is a radical act. And I say, excuse me, that it's radical because our identity, now I'm on it, is formed by what we believe about ourselves. That's why I say, think about what it is that you believe about yourself. Is it true? Is it real? You know, is it a real, is it a truth? In order to grasp uh, walk in, move in our identity of the beloved. We, me, us means that the belovedness is enfleshed in everything we think, say, or do. And for those that are wondering, what does enfleshed mean? Enfleshed means we clothe ourselves. It's also important to uh, clothe ourselves. Uh, we, excuse me, I said it wrong. Enfleshed means to clothe ourselves. Enflesh yourself. You like wrap it around yourself. It's uh, in in many ways, enflesh is like a garment. So the garment of of knowing that you wear everything about you that you think that you say that you do is beloved. It's also important to be aware that our spirituality is different from psychological awareness. Abba sees views us as the beloved. The world is filled with voices that whisper or declare that we're not good enough, not smart enough, and not successful enough. Or the lies that constantly tell us that we're worthless and rejected, uncared for, unloved. Coupled with the many of us that have sought acceptance, affirmation, validation in so many things, only to be disappointed because it was like walking around the world looking for someone to tell us the one thing that is already true. That we're beloved. We don't need a position. We don't necessarily have to be having day is good, but we can't totally rely on position, title, affluence to say that we're beloved. Because even if you possess none of those things, you're still beloved. You are beloved. Okay. Just thought I'd share that with you. Come close to the recording device. I'm going to say it again. You point to yourself, are the beloved. You're the beloved because Abba says it. That is the perspective that Abba views and sees you, me, us as. Abba doesn't change his mind, her mind, spirit's mind. It can never be changed. Abba tells us this over and over again. And I think of it this way. Abba's love, the idea, the reality of being beloved is like a lasso. I don't know how many people ever really watched uh, uh, Westerns where they have that lasso. And I think I think of it in ter- in that terms. Maybe it's just me, but it's a like a lasso that whirls whirls around the landscape of the entire universe. Think about it: a billion people, no duplicates. Yet, yet Abba is out there calling out to us, letting us know 
that he, she, spirit loves us and that we are the beloved. Think of it this way. Author Marion Williamson says, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness. That most frightens us. Personally, you know, I don't disagree with that. I, I love that that quote. I've read it several times in different places. And it's been uh, beneficial to my heart and spirit many times. But personally, I think that we're frightened by both. Yes, we are frightened by both light and darkness. Here's why. Most of us have a difficult time believing that good things come from the darkness. Last week, I was listening to Pastor Sue Weebly talk about how God uses darkness to grow us, groom us, and reveal the greatness within us. As well as what's really interesting is that for many people, and maybe it's true for you or not, is that it's easier to accept that other people are beloved than to accept that we ourselves are beloved. Have we ever struggled with that? Do I have anybody out here in the listening universe that can say, yeah, I've had that problem because I have to be, you know, keep it 100. Yes, I have often believed that other people are beloved more than me. I confess it's true, but I'm growing, I'm learning, and that's why I'm sharing uh, with you that you, me, us, we are the beloved. Perhaps we are afraid of our own belovedness and what it means for our lives. It might also seem easier to hide from the truth of who we are, but as our psalmist and poet Jan Richardson reminds us, insistent voices continue to whisper the truth of who we are. And what are those voices saying? Come close. Go stand in the mirror. Stand where you are and say it. I am the beloved. My challenge to you today is for you to see yourself as beloved. Remind yourself that the world tells many lies about you. But the truth is that I am the chosen child of God. Keep looking for people in places where your truth is spoken. Also, spend time with those people and in those places. And lastly, be grateful for your chosenness. That's all I have for you today. But things I want you to reflect on this week. And I know this week is busy because we won't have a podcast on Friday because it's you know the Thanksgiving holiday. But we'll be back next week. But the things I want you to think about and write these down. And you know what? You can go to Encouraging Your Spirit Podcast on Facebook and message us. Or you can email us at EncouragingYourSpiritPodcast at gmail.com. But I want you to think about these questions. How, one, how can we unmask the lies that the world constantly tells about us? Two, why is it so easy to believe the lies in the first place? Three, identify a specific person who speaks your truth, that you are worthy of love and in fact are the beloved. Identify a specific place where the truth is spoken. How do you feel when you think about these peoples and places? If you cannot name anyone or any place now, can you name someone or some place from the past? Can you go back there? Fourth, practice gratitude. You know, being grateful is a really good thing to do. And I know sometimes it's difficult because sometimes I don't know if you like me or if you've ever had this experience, but sometimes we can think we can can compile lists 
and experiences of everything that is not present, that is not there, more so than we can uh, highlight, share the things that we're grateful for. Because I can remember a practice I started a long time ago. It was uh, where I would like mentally start thinking and journaling in my mind and later write down all the things I was grateful for. You know, and, 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 and how sometimes just being grateful of those things and people and experiences, whatever they were, often gave me joy. Because when I focused on the place of what I was grateful for, it lessened the experience of the focus and the perspective of what wasn't present. Because I was so busy being present, being grateful for what I had. Just wanted to share that. Hope you can do that. Be, be so kind as to let us know uh, how this is going for you. But I just thought it would be really great to include reflection. So I'm going to tell you again. One, how can we unmask the lies that the world constantly tells us? Why is it so easy to believe these lies in the first place? Three, which I think is really good to do, identify a specific person who speaks your truth, that you are worthy of love and in fact are the beloved. Identify a space, a specific place where that truth is spoken. How do you feel when you think about these people and places? And if you cannot name anyone or a place right now, can you name someone or someplace from the past. Can you go back there? It's also important to note. You can go back there. You can. You can. Practice gratitude. That's all I have for you today. I thank you so much for uh, tuning in. You could have listened to any podcast in the world. We thank you so much for taking a moment in a space and time to listen to Encouraging Your Spirit podcast. Uh, we're, we just thank you for taking time to listen. And we hope that something was said that encourages, uh, equips, empowers you wherever you may be. And if there's anything that we can do to be of service, to pray with you, to walk with you, to point out resources that are possibly needed, reach out to the podcast at Encouraging Your Spirit Podcast at gmail.com. We are on Facebook. You type in Encouraging Your Spirit Podcast and you'll find our Facebook page. And also on Instagram, there's Encouraging Your Spirit Podcast. So we look forward to seeing you. You can also hear this podcast. Uh, the archived edition, some of them are still available on SoundCloud, but we have a new platform, and that platform is Buzzsprout. But this podcast is also available on Apple uh, Podcasts. It's available on Spotify. It's available on Stitcher. It's available on wherever pods are casted. And I hope that you have a great week. I love you. You'll never change it. Peace. Thanks for tuning in to Encouraging Your Spirit Podcast at gmail.com.